Hey everyone, and welcome to the We Are The Evidence podcast, season one, Hear Us Out. Your hosts, Shay from We Are The Evidence and Melissa from Mulberry Fiber Studios were brought together by Quick Horse Sale and have been best friends ever since. This podcast focuses on surviving and healing through sexual assault, abuse, and toxic relationships, and how that healing journey touches on every part of our lives. We're excited to have you. Hey guys, and welcome back to the We Are The Evidence podcast. It's your hosts, Melissa and Shay, and we are so, so, so sorry that we have not been here to talk to you in way too long. I think it's been like three weeks, and it's just too much. Um, Things have been really crazy for both of us, and we just haven't made it work. I, I don't know. We've tried to make it work. I don't know. It just... It hasn't. I mean, Mercury is in retrograde, right? But it's it's the last for the year. <laughs> Thank goodness. So. <laughs> it seems like every time it is, things just don't go right. And we're so busy and time just flies and we don't know what's happening. So, you know, Shay's been crazy busy with work and horror shows and some personal stuff. Um, I had a hysterectomy that went well. It's taken way too long to heal, and I'm having a really hard time pacing myself at this point. So I had to take the day off <laughs> and go get a massage. Just a little self-care day it was nice. Um, Shay, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. It's been a harder week, and I've kind of talked a little bit about it on the Instagram page for anyone who's following um, in kind of roundabout ways, but... I'm trying to break the stigma around mental health. So I'll go ahead and be a little bit more direct, but my mental health kind of tanked on Monday and I ended up needing to call like a hotline just as a resource to talk things out and call my therapist and get an emergency therapy appointment. And, you know, I'm really grateful I have those resources to reach out to. It's funny how hard it is to admit that I needed to access them because I don't know. You feel like you shouldn't talk about those things, but I do kind of want to normalize it, normalize that it's, it's okay. And it's also okay. So I'm telling myself to have bad days, even if it, I don't know, I feel like I've been doing really good the last few weeks on my mental health. So this downward spiral has been a little bit hard for my pride, I think. But Well, I think you've been doing really well and your bad days seem to be fewer and farther between and they last a lot shorter than they used to I think so too it's funny I was like laughing to myself because I my mental health is poor enough where I can't like I'm struggling to get dressed and shower and do my work but I have on the other hand like done things that I've been meaning to do forever, like call my um, deferred comp account and set up an appointment with an accountant, like stuff like that. And like, why am I being an adult in these areas when my mental health is bad, but I can't, you know, cook dinner. It's just funny. So funny. Mental health is a weird thing. And 
everybody responds so differently and in different situations. And it's so crazy because, I mean, we talk every day, like all day, every day. And mm-hmm. I knew that you were having like a hard time, but I had no idea that it was as serious as it was, and, you know, yeah. and until you told me like, oh, I had to call a hotline. And then I was like, holy shit, what? Like, why didn't you say something, you know? But then again, I think, like you said, there's like a stigma around it and it's just kind of, I don't know, stereotypical where you know, you just don't know. You don't know what someone is really going through. And, you know, you put on such a brave face. But I think it's so great that you recognize that you needed that. And that you yeah, reached out. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, and when I was talking to the person on the hotline, she was amazing. Her name was Helen. And I told her that she was amazing. But I told her part of what was so hard is I don't want to reach out to my informal support network all the time because I just feel like it becomes such a burden um especially because I have to talk about the same things over and over and over again I have to talk about my trauma um like relationship issues I had in the past that I'm still recovering from and I feel like it's a broken record and I feel so bad putting you guys through that and so that's why I don't reach out to you guys first and I kind of wait until the crisis has gone away so I don't know. I do want to say thank you for listening to me and my broken record trauma word vomit all the time. I guess I don't see it that way. Like, I don't think that it's like a broken record or redundant or any- like, I feel like every time we talk, it's different. You know, even if we're talking about the same thing, like we're talking about different aspects of it or like how you're feeling about it today versus how you felt about it yesterday. And so I guess for me, it always feels different. So I I don't want you to feel like you're boring me or whatever. I don't know because it's not, you know, like you can, you can always whatever. It's funny because I do believe you, but I'm just so worried that like it can be the last time that annoys you, but this is a good conversation to have. And, you know, like something I've especially been struggling with is the feeling of, um, like missing unhealthy relationship, even though I know that they weren't healthy, but like the intensity that was there or the, I don't know if it's like trauma bonding. And I know you have some experience with this because the more we talk, the more I get some insight into how much you do understand what it's like. And I was wondering if maybe you could help talk through the differences between like that like unhealthy relationships and a healthy one because for me the idea of thinking about a healthy relationship just sounds so obscure and weird and like you're speaking greek to me so yeah and i think because i'm a little bit older than you too and so and i think we've had very different life experiences um in some ways and other ways not and so i guess i'm like at a point in my life you know i'm married i've been with my husband Um, now for six years and he has a very healthy relationship obviously um well I shouldn't say obviously but he is um thankfully for me and I think you know there was a time when I thought of my um traumatic and toxic relationships past relationships very often and it's really just not something that comes up anymore 
And, you know, I think I have him to thank for a lot of that. But so, yeah, sometimes when you talk about these things, I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I totally get it. And I understand what you're saying. And I had a similar experience. And I'm telling you, like, this from someone, you know, that's 10 years down the road from this relationship. And, you know, this is possible. And this is crazy. You just have to get to the point where you are looking at it from the outside and you can separate yourself from that situation and be like oh no that was very toxic and that was very very crazy so yeah I mean I guess I'm trying to think of <laughs> like for example the other day like I was talking about how I miss um like intensity and I can't imagine a relationship without that intensity and I know intensity doesn't mean inherently bad but you know it seems to when I run into it and sure. you talked about how like finding a feeling of safety is more important which yeah. just boggles my mind yeah and so okay so I when I was in undergrad I dated a guy on and off for and I was probably four or five years and um, he was a mess. I, you know, to his, in his defense, sort of, kind of, sort of, he, you know, grew up without a father. When he was 18, he found out that his father was basically a ladies man and had dozens of children like everywhere. And so he, you know, went and met all of his siblings and, you know, he kind of like would talk about himself like he was oh such a good like strong person because he raised himself and you know with his mom and all this stuff but really he was a piece of shit like he was a piece of shit he was just like his father he was a womanizer he was a narcissist um and he was really emotionally abusive and he but it was really intense with him like and it's I don't know and, and girls liked him I mean he had like so many emotional um relationships or emotional affairs basically with other girls women young women the whole time that we were together and I would catch him like all the time and but I was so trauma bonded I think at the time and I had just kind of you know moved away from home and I was coming out of my um narcissistic mother issues and I was just craving something that I wasn't getting and I was young and immature and desperate I think and it was really it was intense with him so like I mean we would fight I mean like screaming in the middle of the road at each other at 3 a.m fighting like <clears throat> explosive but you know like just like you say about your past relationships, like when it was good, it was so, so, so good. And then you kind of get into that mindset of like, oh, I just have to get to that next good time. Like, because when it's good, it's good. And we just, I have to get past this. And so I would, you know, do whatever I needed to do to make him happy and to keep him with me, basically. Um, because he had a serious wandering eye problem. And I've learned that, that was him, that this is not a problem with me. This is a problem with him. And um, so, you know, it was just, it was intensely good and it was intensely bad. And I, that really kept me going back to him. So we would break up 
And then, you know, he, it, it was it was a really toxic cycle. And so when I finally got away from that, I was like, okay, you know, this this will be fine. And then I got into another toxic relationship that was toxic for a different reason. But with my now husband, I mean, it's just a completely different because you asked me the question, like, how could I live without that intensity? And yeah. it's, you know, and it's hard to explain, but yeah, there's a feeling of safety and just, you know, and it, it took me, oh, probably a year, year and a half to really feel comfortable and to feel that, to accept that safety, I guess. Because like, so when my ex and I would get into a fight, like we would break up like every single time, like we wouldn't talk for days afterwards. And when my now husband and I would get into an art, like a slight argument at the beginning of our relationship because we really don't fight very much and it was usually me trying to pick a fight because I thought that was normal um and then it would just it would just like be done and he'd be like okay yep let's just like move on and I'd be like what what (laughs) what you know and I mean like we would argue we'll argue for like five minutes and it wasn't screaming at each other and mostly it's like a disagreement about like (laughs) you know, something really stupid and not just like these like core things. And he wasn't making me feel like I was crazy or like I was the problem and he's an angel, you know, like he, yeah. So it's just, you know, and some days are boring. You know, we sit and watch TV all day, but at the same time, like, you know, it's just, I, like, my relationship is so solid and so safe, and, like, I don't have any fears. Like, I don't, I'm not afraid to tell him something. I'm not afraid to hurt his feelings or afraid of what his reaction is going to be. You know, um, I'm not afraid to disagree with him. You know, I don't have to worry if we disagree and have an argument, you know, that we're, our relationship is in trouble. Like that's, that's just not something that ever goes through my mind. And so it's hard, it's hard initially because you expect things to be explosive and then you get into a normal relationship and it's not. And so, but I don't know, I, I guess like I, I never really missed that intensity once I met him and you know, started dating him and whatnot. Does that make sense? It's so hard to explain. Yeah, it does. I guess I was wondering if you have any triggers, because something that scares me about the idea of dating ever again, which isn't on my radar, but if it was, I'm so afraid that I'm going to be really, really trigger, like, sensitive um, about if they say, something negative that I'm going to assume it's going to train wreck into something else. And do you experience triggers or did you at first and they went away? How would you like help others who are in that boat? Cause I do talk to a lot of survivors who are afraid to date after being sexually assaulted just because they think that they'll have too many triggers to be in a relationship. Sure. Um, I had triggers with my second toxic relationship from my first not in my current, my marriage. Um, yeah, there really weren't. I think I was 
trying almost to trigger myself because I was so toxic and I just knew toxic relationships. And so I think I like I was trying to start fights. I was trying to kind of push him away or kind of push him to a point to see like, okay, when are you going to lose it on me or when are you going to, you know, whatever. And when is this relationship going to go bad? And it just really never happened. Um, so I, you know, I eventually stopped doing that. But um, I would say with my second relationship out of that long one, which was kind of on and off for two years while I was in vet school, um, was also very toxic for other reasons. And he would trigger me like little things that he would say that my ex would say. Or, you know, little things that he would do. And I I mean, it was just like an instant trigger. And, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I would say, so in my experience, I guess I won't say that this is for everybody. But in my experience, if there is a trigger, I guess it was because I felt unsafe in my relationship. You know, not necessarily like physically, but just you know, or like for my life, but just unsafe in some way and insecure. Mm -hmm. And that came from him, you know, whereas and my husband, you know, I don't, he never made me feel that way. So it just never, I don't know. It it was just really never, never an issue. So you mentioned how like in the second relationship, you were toxic because, like, you would try and, like, figure out where the line was or, like, at what point would he explode and become more volatile. And I think that's something that a lot of people who have been in abusive relationships or assaulted um, struggle with is, like, am I now the toxic one? So would you mind speaking at all to, like, what kind of work you had to do to kind of ditch or get rid of some of those unhealthy habits? Did they go away on their own? Did they not happen at all once you were with someone you felt safe with? Um, well, to clarify, I felt like I was toxic in my current relationship. So with my husband, when I first started dating Uh him, um, because I expected things to go south and be like they were in my last two relationships. And, um, you know, I, there were a couple of times where he was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you acting like this? And he would, he was very, um, he was very good about telling me, like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, you're not scaring me. <laughs> you know, like, this isn't. So, for example, like, if I would get upset in a previous relationship, it would just, like, automatically be, like, you're so crazy. You're making this up. You know, like, it. I never had a reason to be upset in their mind. I was just crazy. And for him, like, if I was upset, he was just, he would be, like, so concerned. And he would like, listen, like, I think I gave you the example before, like, so I said I just had a hysterectomy and obviously I was like bedridden for like 10 days. And my husband just, he did everything around the house. He waited on me. He brought me breakfast every morning in bed. He, you know, brought me everything that I needed. He took care of me. It was wonderful. If it was my ex, like that would have never happened. You know, like I could have felt sick one day and he was like, why are you always so sick why are you like always something is wrong with you why can't it ever be about me you know why does it always have to be about you why do you always have to be so crazy and make all this shit up and it you know and I'm like I have the flu (laughs) you know like I'm not making anything up 
but <laughs> it it's just, that's just like how it works and so you know thinking about like that would have never like I would have been 100 percent on my own and I would have been crazy because wow. I you know so it's yeah it's just a totally different it's a totally different experience so how did you know that he was going to be a healthy person to date like did you have to take it really slow did you have him meet like five people before you (laughs) considered it serious I'm really Um, curious about that part you know I'm trying to remember because that was so long ago now we talked a lot first and we didn't like each other at first like we did the first time that we met and then subsequently like for the next month we kind of sort of liked each other and were like drawn to each other but we also just like not like mid-key hated each other and <laughs> then we'd be like we're never I'm never talking to you again and then, like the next day you know like somebody would text somebody and, and so um and then it just kind of developed from there and so I think so I had a very close friend in vet school and uh she obviously knew my ex and she had been there like the whole time through that whole relationship and I remember once we really kind of started seeing each other and like being kind of serious I was telling her about him like before class one day and I said I think you know I I think it's different like I think he's different and because I just kind of had a gut feeling, like as cliche as that is, like I, I just had a feeling. And I said, I just think he's different. And she says, yeah, I know he is. I can tell just by the way that you're talking about him. And um, then we, I don't know, I think we were at like a wine bar and he came to meet everybody. And she was like, yeah, it's just, it's definitely different than your ex. You know, it's definitely just kind of a different different deal and I I don't know I just I think and then I guess I was at the barn with my sister my younger sister and he called and I was on the phone with him and I hadn't told my family at that point and she was like oh so you're dating somebody and I was like well yeah I'm kind of seeing somebody and then introduced him to my family and then they were just like very much I don't know they just like seemed to also know that it was like serious and he was like the one and it was just kind of I don't know it's everybody just seemed to kind of know (laughs) and I I probably I'd say I probably knew within like a couple of months probably like two or three or four months I would say and I was like and I've asked him, and he probably, his, like, timeline was probably about the same. It was just kind of, I don't know. It, it was just totally, it was totally different. Totally different from any other relationship that I'd had. Any, yeah, just not even close. <laughs> Did you take time, um, like off from dating between the unhealthy one and the healthier relationships and like did you need to do any like work yourself on I don't know I didn't between the two toxic Mm -hmm. so I yeah that was pretty quick I mean like maybe a couple months maybe two months um this was probably I would probably say like six months in between the toxic and healthy 
relationship. Um, and I pretty much after that second toxic relationship, like I told you, I kind of just set a deadline in my mind or like if he does this again, if he screws this up, like I'm done. That's it. I'm finished. And of course he did. And like I was just done. That was my breaking point. And I just walked away and didn't look back. And at that point, I was like, I'm just going to be by myself. I'm going to do my own thing. You know, I'm going to concentrate on school. I'm going to do my knitting because at that point I had just gotten into knitting or was get, getting more into knitting. And I'm just going to I'm just going to do what I want to do. And yeah. So, you know, like I've told you, I think it's important to be comfortable being alone and you know, knowing what makes you happy and not needing somebody else to depend on or to make you happy. Like, you should be able to be happy mm-hmm. on your own. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's all really helpful. Um. Hmm. I just, I keep, I know I've told you, like, so many times, and I just want to, for all, anyone that's listening that's, like, in a same situation are kind of like in the same boat or same life stage as Shay like it does get better if there is a good relationship out there and you just have to be patient and you know they're not all bad (laughs) and you'll know when it's a good one and it's just it's totally different and all of that fear and insecurity and toxicity and fighting and everything that just makes you feel crazy and like you're not good enough and like you're the one that screwed it up it's not real and it's not true and you know yeah and so maybe like you can because you've helped me with this a lot I'm just gonna ask you questions that you've already answered for me a million times because I think it's helpful for others um like red flags everyone these days talks about red flags and also looking for green flags and all that which is good it really is but like I think about some of them such as love bombing and how to know if it's like genuine infatuation or if it's love bombing what is some like things that you would suggest you can tell the difference after being in two toxic relationships and you know dealing with me and (laughs) my past I think so anytime that you're starting a new relationship, you know, or talking to someone or whatever, like there, there is some type of attraction there, you know, and you want to spend time with them and you want to talk to them and it's just, it's new and it's exciting. And, you know, so I, I would say that's in every relationship, but it's when it hap- just like gets so intense so quickly and it's like so serious so fast. and you know, just like you just get all swept up in it and you don't really get to know each other and he doesn't, he or she doesn't take time to get to know you. And the love bombing, you know, saying I love you like too early, it was months before my husband and I said that to each other. And it was like such a shy thing and I think I was drunk, <laughs> you know, like that first night. And then it was, you know, and then it was fine after. But it's not like, you know, 
oh my god you're so like it was just I mean and there are like words of validation and but I don't know it was just so different because he was kind of shy about telling me that he liked me and I was kind of shy and I mean we wanted to spend time with each other and we were attracted to each other and all that stuff but it was just it was slow it was not like we weren't in a hurry it wasn't like he needed to you know he wasn't asking like super invasive questions he wasn't trying to look at my phone he was you know he wasn't we weren't sharing everything it it wasn't just like I don't know. It it wasn't super intense. And so I would say, you know, if it is super intense and he is just like or she, you know, I love you from the get go. I love you. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's have this jointly. Let's move in together. Let's like that's You need to know somebody, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously you get to know people more. But like, what's the rush? I guess like why why what's gonna happen like are you worried that I'm gonna find out that you're a piece of shit and then I'm not gonna move in with you because you are a piece of shit you know like Hmm. why why do you love me right now you don't know me you don't know anything about me other than you're attracted to me and we kind of sort of on the surface have like a same the same interests but Mm -hmm. like why am I so amazing why Mm -hmm. what do you know about me you know and so I think you kind of have to like just take a step back and just and and a lot of it you know hindsight's 2020 and I say that all the time but it's so true and I think it's really 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 hard when you're in the moment Mm -hmm. especially you know after you've been in a toxic relationship and um, you know, experience trauma bonding and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, so have your friends or, you know, your parents or whoever it is that you trust, someone on the outside looking in and mm-hmm. do your, you know, read about these things. What's that Facebook page? Is it like My Red Flags or something that we send each other things? Yeah, yeah like that's a fantastic and they it's kind of similar to we are the evidence where it just they post like facts and articles and memes and different things that it's just like oh my gosh that's like so true and mm-hmm. just seeing it and then you know if you like read through the comments and you look at all the likes it's just like so validating and then you realize okay it's not just me it wasn't just my relationship and there are a lot of shitty people in the world um but it's just you know so i i think it's just you get to I don't know. You you learn a little bit as with everything. Mm-hmm. And but I think you you know, you have to be careful to not I'm trying to think of the right word. You don't want to like condemn a relationship from the beginning because you're worried. Like you have to give it a chance. But mm-hmm. you just have to be aware of things like is this normal? Um, you know, and and I I guess the love bombing because that's something that we've talked about so much. So that's like the example that I have, and that's something that both of my toxic relationships did from the beginning. And thinking mm-hmm. back, I'm like, yeah, okay, what did you love about me? Because 
according to all of our fights, it really was nothing. But, um, you know, so yeah, does that answer your question? Sorry. Yeah, it does. Um, and you mentioned something about like not having to like share everything like all at once. And mm. again, that's the question that comes up a lot when I talk about dating in the sexual assault community is when, when should you tell your partner about your sexual assault if you should tell them about it? And I'll give my like opinion on it, but I'd like to hear yours. <clears throat> um, first, like no one's owed your story. And I think that's really true about like sexual assault until you're ready to share it and then only sharing what you want to share. But when you look at things in a little bit more of a broad light, I mean, how much do you owe your future partner? When do you know it's safe or a good point to talk to them about whether it's your past traumatic events or um, past traumatic relationships or anything like that? Like when do when did you and your partner decide it was appropriate to start sharing parts of your past with one another? I think that's, um, sorry, hold on one second. I'm plugging my computer in. <laughs> it's died much faster than I expected. Okay, now we're good. Um, so I think it's different for everybody. I totally agree with you 100%. You do not owe anybody your story. Um, I think if you are in a very healthy serious relationship and that's something that you want to share with somebody um you know because you're going to spend the rest of your life with them or because you trust them or whatever the reason I mean the reasoning is all your own it's your story it happened to you and it's yours to share and um I don't know I I guess because I haven't experienced assault personally so I I really don't I don't know the right answer and i would guess everybody is different but I mean I don't, I don't know I guess I would so I guess speaking from like being friends with you and knowing like your past toxic relationships too and how quickly you know they moved especially this last one it's you know yeah don't share too much up front because I guess my thought process is like if it's somebody with like a predatory personality, you know, narcissistic, psychopath, sociopath, whatever, or just a shitty person, you know, mm -hmm. are they going to prey on you more or like are they going to pick up on that and say, oh, this is an insecurity or, oh, this is something that I could take advantage of and are they going to are are they going to take advantage of that and are they going to exploit that so mm -hmm. yeah I, I guess with that thought process i would maybe be cautious about telling a new relationship or date or whatever too soon mm -hmm. i think that's good advice i really do but i mean again it's your story and and i think cuz i don't i don't know it's I th I think at this point, like being married and having been with my husband for six years and everything, um, that's something that I would have shared with him if it had happened to me at this point. And I mean, so for him, I know I've shared with you and I won't get into details, but he has a past in a different um, category, basically. 
and um, something completely unrelated. And I knew a little bit about it um, in the beginning. And he's kind of basically given me like little facts along the way. But it really wasn't until I think it was last. Was it last year? I have no concept of time that he really. So five years into our relationship, we've been married, all this stuff that he like actually sat me down and just told me everything. And um, I guess that was the point where he felt comfortable telling me. And I remember kind of talking to you a little bit about it and you asking me if I was upset with him or, you know, upset that he hadn't told me yet or, you know, with the whole whatever. And I, I wasn't, you know, I was grateful that he felt comfortable and safe enough to tell me everything. And because it, it didn't matter. And just like, you know, I mean, if, if he was assaulted, like it, it wouldn't matter in our relationship. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be something that like affected our relationship in a way that like I would look at him any differently, you know. So from what he told me about his experience, I don't look at him any differently. I don't expect anything more or less from him. Like, I'm just glad that he told me and then we just moved on with our life, you know? So, um, so I, I mean, if, if it's something that like you've been married and you're finally like, Hey, by the way, I need to tell you something, you know, if that person loves you and you have a honest, trusting, safe relationship, like I, I don't know. I, I don't think it should matter. And I, it's just when you feel safe talking about it. I think that's such a good like story and example to use though, because it was years later. And I think there's always the fear that, oh, I like I lost my opportunity. It's been too long now to share with someone who I love um, what happens. It's been too long. And just knowing that it, it, it that's not the case. If someone really loves you, they're going to love you. And now they just know more about you. And that's really beautiful way to think about it and as like someone who's been trying to work up the nerve to tell my father about my trauma it's kind of I don't know something to think about and brings me some comfort thank you for sharing that yeah yeah I mean it's yeah it was I you know I I also think that I understand him a little bit better now and even things in the past, you know, certain behaviors, certain little things, certain little things that he said, like I just understand it better and have more compassion and, may, and maybe like more patience, I guess, mm-hmm. in certain areas or yeah. So I, I think that that's something too. I mean, your mm-hmm. father would probably be like, unfortunately, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, and it's just like anything personal that you have to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. But it's it's when you're ready, and it's what you're ready and willing and want to share. So yeah, I wouldn't. And if anybody pressures you to tell them, that is a red flag. Yeah, uh, got it. <laughs> yeah, um, if anybody pressures you which this is something that we've talked about. I totally forgot. This is a major pet peeve of mine. Um, <laughs> sorry. I've been a little, I know I've been a little um, monologue this podcast, guys, but um, not respecting your boundaries. So yeah. if you say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to date you. 
and then they just like wear you down. That's not cute. That's not like loving. It's not romantic. They don't respect your boundaries. They don't respect what you said. And I blame all the TV shows for that. Like TV shows have totally romanticized like the like pushy, persevering like person and how it's endearing. So I blame TV shows for putting this idea in your head that it's loving when someone ignores all of your like boundaries. I agree. And it's horrible. And if you guys ever have any questions or any um, doubts or concerns or whatever, feel free to reach out to me. I will be very honest with you and I will let you know. <laughs> you should send a like screenshots to Melissa. <laughs> Is this weird? Yes. <laughs> Run. Because, yeah. And I, I think I'm probably a little more honest than you'd like to hear sometimes oh my gosh I'm gonna send people to you like when they ask me if this is healthy or normal I'll be like I'm not the person to ask go hit up Melissa I know and I'll be like I say this with kindness I say this from a place of love but what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) this is crazy you can't do this no it's not normal um so yeah I yeah but be hopeful everybody it does get normal and don't, I don't know, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess even after my toxic relationships, like I never was afraid to date, but I have a different personality than you do too. Yeah. I know that I'm, uh, I don't know the word. I think I'm overly giving. Um, and so I, I'm nervous about falling into, because the toxic positions I've been in, I've felt like that piece of myself gets really exploited and I haven't figured out how to enforce my own boundaries well enough to feel like I'm safe enough to try and date. Yeah, you are an incredibly empathetic, caring, giving person. Um, I'm not. um, So that just goes to show that you don't necessarily, you know, have to be that way to be taken advantage of and be in a toxic relationship. Um, But yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just, it sucks. It sucks that there are so many shitty people in the world that want to take advantage of you and treat you like shit and make you feel like a lesser person. And it's awful. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. This is why I just don't like people. This is why we have (laughs) horses and dogs and cats. (laughs) This is why I'm borderline considering getting another puppy because... My husband was like, mm, yeah. I mean, they're cute. I did get another puppy. He posted pictures of like a dog on Facebook. And I was like, did you guys get another puppy? And I don't know. Oh, we haven't yet. The yes. breeder that we got our corgi from in May apparently did not have a wait list for her fluffy corgis, which I really want a fluffy corgi. I want a little red male and I want to name him Wyatt and I want a red female and I want to name her Winifred and call her Winnie and as in Winifred Sanderson from Hocus Pocus and so um yeah and I just have no self-control with puppies well I like it I live vicariously through you and all your puppy adventures yeah my wood floors are not taking it well (laughs) it's body draining it's hard 
It's hard with the big dogs too, but um, it does. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your insight and opinion. Like I tap into it all the time and I'm sure a bunch of other people are going to be grateful for it. Yeah. Whatever I could do to help. Like I said, I'm sorry for kind of monologuing, um, but whatever I can share. I don't think you monologued at all. I think I asked questions yeah. and you answered them thoroughly. <laughs> I think whatever. I don't know. I'm so <laughs> self-critical. I don't know. Anyways, but I'm glad to talk about it. I'm glad because like I said, it's not really something that I think about anymore unless something comes up with you and I'm like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, I had this. I know you tell me stuff sometimes. I'm like, that's so helpful to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, we don't talk about it because I literally just don't think about it because that and that's another thing. Like when you get into a healthy relationship and you get into a place where you're just like happy and comfortable and safe, like it's just not in your mind, which Mm -hmm. is something that I keep reminding you right now because you have been having a really hard time and it makes me sad and I just want to like I don't know you do need to find like a medium or something so that someone can be like oh no in this many years or maybe I need to learn how to do I've been reading about palm reading a little bit so I need to get better at it and then I'll read your palms and give you something positive (laughs) (laughs) I like tried one time and it said my love line and my health line are intertwined. So I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but. Oh. I don't know. So you should definitely like learn. You can tell me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work on that. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, is there anything else that you want to share about your life? I know you're not quite ready. Yeah, no, and it's been a really long week, guys. And I posted something um, saying, like, share something positive on Instagram. So if you guys want to do me a favor and go share something positive, I'd appreciate it. One positive thing is I got my book um, proposal out to, like, its first agent to review. So hopefully I'll have some fun updates on that without it being too long of a wait. And so that's positive. I'm kind of focusing on that. That's so exciting. I feel like it's been such a long time coming you've been working on that ever it's so 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 exciting (laughs) that it's finally to that point and it's so hard (laughs) yeah and it's so hard to write a book and like get it published and everything so that's so exciting yeah i'm excited thank you for such an awesome support i don't know how i get through this week without you so i can't tell you enough how grateful i am to have you as a support person well i'm glad that i can help and i'm sorry like i feel really bad that I like didn't realize how bad it was how could you have though I know you didn't tell me but still like I'm just like I should have known but I don't know that's what everybody says you don't know (laughs) no one knows what you're going through really despite Mm -mm. what you say so yeah yeah. everybody take care and yeah I don't know maybe we'll talk about motivation next week yeah that'd be good (laughs) something I'm struggling with (laughs) <laughs> don't have any and I don't know how you find it either I need to think about that <laughs> it's so all over the my place ideas. <laughs> I know I'm so all over the place right now it's unbelievable but okay well thanks for listening guys um we hope that it was helpful again any questions thoughts concerns shift stories that you want to share with us um you can find us at we are the evidence on instagram i haven't done this in three weeks let's see if i can do it right <laughs> we are, we are the evidence on instagram we are evidence 
Facebook.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are testifiers at gmail.com for email. I'm so impressed. I'm <laughs> I am impressed with myself. I yeah, I didn't think that was gonna go well. But anyways, um, so that's how you reach us. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Mulberry Fiber Studio if you want to reach out to me directly. Um, also on Facebook at Mulberry Fiber Studio. So feel free to do that. I'd love to talk to you guys. If you guys want to be a guest, if you want to share a story, if you want us to share your story, reach out to us. And we just hope the rest of this Mercury retrograde isn't too awful for you and that you can enjoy a little bit of fall (laughs) wherever you are. So do you have anything else, Shay? Nope. Bye, guys. Bye.